Okay, 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 okay. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed, guys. Um, welcome here to another episode of the Pitbull Discussions, where the checkered flag is just the beginning. I'm your host, AS the Trouble Man himself, joined here, as usual, by my ever so gracious co-host, Mr. Less Troublesome Dan. Yeah! And Mr. No Cup himself, the Don, uh, rapping McLaren today in Polo. Uh, <laughs> Papaya. <laughs> will you, will you tell you our doing? listeners this is the second time we are, we are recording? Yeah, yeah. Okay, first, first, first things first, apologies uh, for the late, you know, for the late content, but you know, uh, we tried, we tried shooting yesterday. Uh, most most guys might not know this, but uh, unfortunately, kulikuana mishaps apana pale. But hey, here we are. Uh, I know there are guys who have been waiting for this for a minute. Uh, fresh from quarter. Uh, this is episode I think nineteen, if I'm not wrong, plus nineteen of the pitbull discussions this year. Uh. And much to discuss. First things first. Let me not even go far. Let me not even go far. I'll start with the with the hottest topic right now, and that's uh Le Plank and Plankington. Uh, <laughs> if you're unaware, if you're unaware who who those are, that's uh that's the new alias for Charles Leclerc and uh, Sir Lewis Hamilton, respectively. Uh, I'd really love to hear your thoughts on it and what you made of it. Uh, let me hear first from you, Ramen. Uh, what did you make of it? Oh yeah, the finish uh, of quarter and uh, the controversial takes that happened after. <laughs> yeah, so um, so the news the news actually broke pretty late on this side uh, of the pond. So for anyone who doesn't know, uh, all three of us were in Nairobi, Kenya. So we are talking about around three a.m. in the morning when I think most of us were asleep. <laughs> Uh, probably by the time we we're going to sleep, we knew that maybe Charles and Hamilton were summoned uh, to the stewards. Um, that was after the post yeah. um checks. But by the time we were going to bed, we didn't know um what the verdict was. So I'm pretty sure a huge chunk of people look up to the surprise or to the to the news uh, that Hamilton and Charles were actually disqualified from the USGP. And yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure there are a few people who are not having the best of days. Uh, and also, the, I'm pretty sure that people are having really bad uh, weeks. But um, there's nothing really much to talk about it because it was it was a pretty straightforward thing. No controversies. Uh, but of course, you'll expect a few fans here and there to throw some conspiracy theories um, around, which I wouldn't want to get into. Um, yeah, but it's 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 one of those cases where we haven't seen disqualifications happening happening often. Like I had the last disqualification, I think happened in I think nineteen ninety four, uh, and this is the the excessive plank plank where I think, so a huge yeah. chunk of us, me personally, since I started watching Formula One, I haven't seen um such a disqualification being being handed out, so it was a surprise. Apostrophe disqualification. Yes, apostrophe disqualification. Um, yeah. a surprise, but yeah, it is what it is, man. So, uh, for those unaware. Uh, Charles Leclerc and uh, Lewis Hamilton were actually disqualified from the from the American GP due to you know breaches. Uh, their cars particularly were illegal, for lack of better words. Uh, they had excessive plankware when they were summoned by the stewards, 
and uh or when they were being investigated by the not investigated uh the tests were carried out because we we all know at the end of each race uh the stewards randomly pick cars and they go and test them check them out make sure they were within the regulations or the required regulations and uh you know make sure none none of the regulations were exceeded so apparently they they picked in random nobody nobody was having anything against anyone they just picked cars in random and they and they were like you know what let's let's check the engine oil of this car let's check the plank on these cars and uh, th- these are customary checks we know that when these cars are at are at, at, at farm the the stewards actually go you know take some samples from them and you know do some tests and uh from the four cars they picked uh two of them that's leclerc and uh, hamilton had actually exceeded some limits so uh mr nokap what did you make of it because pale online kuna watu walikuwa nasema vitu mingi so for me today as i say i'll be the devil's advocate uh, but <laughs> trying to balance the whole thing so first of all when it comes to randomness i don't think there was randomness in this uh, first of all they picked four cars they normally pick two cars and um, the explanation that was given why they picked four the uh, four cars where three of the cars were in the podium is because they said that they depending on how they observe the race they can choose to pick a certain car depending on how it performs maybe it's like in high jump somebody is clearing very high heights because hamilton hamilton had a, i would say hamilton had the fastest car in quarter and i think because of that they had to check you know what's up with this car why is it that this fast so i don't think for hamilton it was random i don't know about the other three i don't know so uh, they have the right to do that so i don't think there's a fault in that and the fact that the car was found to be illegal as i always say it it isn't cheating until you are caught so until he was caught <laughs> he was fine until but now he has been caught the car became illegal and that was and, and that was cheating and the other thing mm, they were saying that it is a track issue that the way of the plank was a result of the track so it's the, the the blame should go to the track people or people who made the track or the organizers instead of the drivers but then again the rule says that the team is responsible for making sure the car is legal yes you might argue the car was legal when the race started but you know exam comes at the end they they're not checking the car at the beginning of the race they're checking at the end of the race and i think they had uh, there was a sprint race they should have known that uh, what would come uh, whether they knew or they didn't know or they were just risking it we don't know but at the end of the day as i said it's not cheating until you are caught you were not clever enough not to be caught so uh, they dis- they deserve the, the, the disqualification for yeah, Hamilton I, and uh, Charles. Yeah, I I well, I think it would be hard it would be hard for uh, Mercedes or any other team to maybe have uh forecasted that maybe at the end of the race probably we we maybe would be facing some issues with uh legality because remember a sprint you can only have one practice session to set up to set up your car. Yeah. And um after that practice session you get into park farming for qualifying later in the day so you actually can't start your car 
uh, as far as certain aspects until maybe after the race when you are dismantling it. So the only thing that you can change uh, under Park Fame uh, um, is your your front level, your front wing levels or your flap uh, um, angles, and that and that won't affect much. Uh, as far as the <laughs> basics, as you know, talking about ride height, suspension, and other things are concerned. But I think the other thing that maybe would have made it really hard for Mercedes to maybe determine that maybe after an entire race, maybe they would have um, excessively eroded uh, the plank is because remember in a sprint race, you are covering a third of the distance. So if you put in a third of the fuel, you're not running the car uh, with 100 kilograms of fuel you can't know at the end of your sprint race that, hey, uh, maybe we are going to excessively wear this thing out. But then again, um, it's a risk that they took. I think I think they, they and this is Hamilton's maybe setups, so probably. Maybe it is a risk that they took and they knew that we, we have a new floor. Let's just lower it a little bit and see how it goes. Because um, you really can't tell me at the, at the, just, that this was, they're just going to blame the track. They knew that if we set up this car a little bit lower with this new floor, let's see what characteristics or what performance we may get from it. But unfortunately, at the end of the day, they had to pay the price, which is what Mushiri is saying. It's not cheating until you get caught. So the question is, from the sample, that is 50%. What about the other 16? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, others were not caught. So they didn't cheat. We can, say, we can say, guys, 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 guys escape by the skin of their teeth. And uh, it was really nice. Okay, not nice. I, I, I don't want to receive some backlash from the, from the fan base. But uh, it was really interesting to, to see Mercedes, you know, uh, being a team known to be a stickler for rules. It was really interesting to see them have the rules bite them back. So, yeah, uh, that wasn't the only thing happening at quarter, though. Uh, Max Verstappen was also happening at quarter. So Max Verstappen won the sprint race and went on to win the Grand Prix itself. Uh, for those who don't know, Max uh, was facing a tumultuous, uh, for lack of better words, a tumultuous Grand Prix or a tumultuous weekend where he had his lap times deleted at Quali uh, that, that had him starting at sixth. Uh, and pre-quarter, pre we, we knew rather that uh, no one has started outside the front row at quarter and actually won the Grand Prix. So it was a challenge for Max. Uh, he, went on the following week, he went on the following day uh, during the sprint race, uh, took pole and won. And, uh, you know, in the weekend, it was business as usual for Max Verstappen. What did you make of it? Uh, let's start with you, Mushiri. Uh, so uh, I hope you realize that... Uh... Charles and Max exchanged, you know, Max started sixth, finished first. Charles started first, finished sixth. And it's also uh -huh. <laughs> that the, uh, uh, Charles has acquired another badge. Starting from Poli has had <laughs> DNS, DNF, and disqualification, DSQ. Yeah. So he, he's say, actually gotten both three, all three of them. Yeah. So Max, as we have seen this season, is a cast breaker. He is breaking all the curses that have been set in front of him. And for Kota, but personally, I did, in the first hint, I did believe that Lando was going to win, but Max was very patient with it, although not on the radio. But uh, the race came back to him, and he was able 
to pick car one after the other, one after the other until he picked Lando. And then Hamilton was coming very hot at the end of it, but he managed to hold off even with the brakes failing. So that was that was quite commendable for Max to win. That was a good way to win his 50th uh, Grand Prix. So kudos to him. And uh, to those who are booing him, he doesn't really care. You can continue to boo all you want. As long as he's getting the trophy, he's okay with it. Well, that's 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 another thing I, I wanted to to prompt. Uh, and uh, this question will go will go to you, Ramen. Uh, you're the one who will have the opportunity to talk about this. Uh, the Max Verstappen booing. So we we did we did hear rather uh, a few boos here and there, a few jeers uh, at the at the podium when Max was getting awarded his you know his P1 trophy, ugly trophies at that. Uh, when he was getting awarded his trophies, uh, we did hear some jeers. And uh, you guys know, we've, we've talked about it, we've discussed it, and you know I'm totally against it. Uh, it's not Max Verstappen's fault he's actually dominant. And uh, we were talking about it uh, more with you, Ramen. And uh, we, were, we were saying how, you know, some of the guys jeering at Max Verstappen, when you pick one and pull them to the side, and ask them why are you jeering? They really don't have anything to say, you know. And uh, we were saying we were talking about what if Hamilton had actually won, yeah, and uh, he got disqualified later on. The <laughs> scenes we were actually talking about that, and uh, I'll just let you have it, you know. Uh, what did you make of Max being jeered? You know, it was also a milestone weekend for him because that was his fiftieth win. Yep, I think. Yep. That was his 50th win. Uh, what did you make of it? Yeah, uh, so just like you, I also don't condone any uh, booing or that negativity or energy towards um, a driver who's performed or any human being who's performing exceptionally well. Um, if maybe Max took someone out, uh, maybe he took Logan out, then I'd, I'd accept <laughs> the boos that maybe were sent to, to Max's um, way. But... Um, it, it 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 was a little bit interesting because this is just not the first time that we've had Max being booed. I think at Silverstone he was booed. Um, I think also last year, uh, last year's quarter race he was also booed. And we can all predict that Mexico, he'll probably face the same um, negativity. And I think Mexico will be worse because um, if you guys remember when Max was being given the trophy at quarter, we actually had some Checo chance. Yeah, and uh, Checo and Kota, 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 we can actually say Kota is the second home race to, to Checo. So mm -hmm. if Kota, yeah. we already had a few Checo fans. A lot of Mexicans uh, in Texas, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Hey, more, than, more than Brazil. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah, so... But hey, you know, Brazil, uh, sorry, sorry, uh, Brazil, mm -hmm. Hamilton is an honorary citizen at Brazil, so hey, it's going to be tricky. <laughs> Going to be tricky. Um, yeah, I, think Brazil, is, Brazil, I think Brazil is more more Hamilton than than Chico. Yeah, he is an honorary citizen there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, just cutting it uh, short and sweet. Um, Max, at the end of the day, uh, we can say he's that villain who's propelled or who gets excited with negativity. 
<laughs> so so remember after, remember after Singapore guys were like oh Max oh you lost you your whatever consecutive win run and Max was like hey okay uh, let's see let's see how Suzuka goes so Mexico also, we should also be expecting the same negativity of course we don't condone it um as fans of the sport sometimes you just have to put our biases uh, aside and you have to um Facts. celebrate and tolerate and also congratulate um our wins or places where people have um exceptionally done well so so yeah it's something that we really can't police or control uh but it's just something that you have to accept as part of um the sport which um attracts fans who fans who have different passions and are subjective to different emotions that they may be having at a particular time so let's see how mexico goes let's see if uh guys will be cheering for max slash red bull or they'll be booing max uh, slash red bull and Checo um on the side yeah okay uh moving on we we did see uh more ferrari mistakes over the weekend when charles leclerc was actually you know left to fend for himself again ferrari tried a one stop strategy and it it didn't really materialize they actually ended up you know throwing him to the wolves and uh i i won't talk much about it because it is part of the strategy you know it was part of the strategy and uh we we got to see disqualifications that actually benefited ferrari more than it hurt them because uh we do know at mclaren oscar piastri uh dnf'd uh lando was leading the race at some point but you know lando he can never mm-hmm. he can never convert you know lando he can never convert a lead into a win hey man 100 races in this guy still has this guy still has a win 100 races in yeah i'm gonna keep reminding you guys of that yeah i'm gonna keep reminding you guys of that nah i'm just saying it as it is george has 100 races and uh he already has his win so why does lando have why doesn't lando have his anyway so uh ferrari got to shave off some points in the gap between them and mercedes because hamilton getting disqualified meant carlos sainz moved up in the podium places moved up to the podium places in p3 uh extending his uh wonderful record of actually appearing in podiums when he hasn't actually participated in them in reality uh, that's his third podium he's actually been awarded without participating in So yeah Ferrari that happened uh they shaved off six points from Mercedes from the Mercedes lead and uh you know it was a weekend to kind of remember and forget at the same time it was a sweet and sour moment for them i think they'll take it but uh definitely a sucker punch for Leclerc because those points that he lost meant you know Lando Norris actually one upped him on the yeah. on the standings. So anyway, uh away from that and uh I'll have to ask you guys to the meat of the story. Uh your drivers, teams and melons of the day, you know? Uh okay, let's I start with you. Mention, I just want to mention something about the Ferrari thing is because um did you watch the there's this guy who makes comedy on 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 the internet about the Ferrari thing and he was saying like uh, talking to Charles, we are going to do a one stop. And I think it's going to win us the race. And then he turned to Carlos. He said, "You're gonna do a two-stop, and I think it's going to win us the race." <laughs> so when when Charles was told to let Carlos pass by, he was like, "What?" <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah. But yeah. anyway, anyway, I think I think if but you ask me, yeah. by the time by the time you were watching the race, nobody could have known whether a, a one stop or a two stop was the better one. Especially when Hamilton stopped and he was looking very fast while catching up to both Lando and Max. But anyway, coming to the driver of the day, so for me, uh, I, uh, as I said before, it was any, any person on the top 10, even Checo, I think they have the driver of the day. I think all of them did very well, and I said especially the two Williams. And uh, Williams, that's why they make for me the team of the day. And for Melon of the day is, I'll bring it back to Ferrari. They, they could have done a better job, especially with Charles. And, uh, you know, asking him, oh, what do you think about Street Plan C when it was already too late? Sometimes you have to take that. Like Hamilton, the way he did. Hamilton, I think he was trying a one-stopper and then, like, almost immediately realized that it is not, it is not going to work and he pitted. Like, if Charles pitted the same time as Hamilton pitted, he could have had a better result. But, you know, it doesn't really matter because their car was illegal. So that was my driver, team, and melon of the day. Okay. Uh, ramen noodles. Come on. Talk to us. Who was your driver, hey. team, and melon of the day? Hey. You already know my driver of the day, man. Max. <laughs> <laughs> Max. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he didn't have an easy um, weekend. So remember, again, he qualified... Uh, sorry, he had the fastest time in uh, Q3, and then that got mm-hmm. deleted, and he dropped to P6. So that basically meant, come rest on Sunday, he was starting P6. And uh, we know the guys who are up ahead. We're talking about the McLarens, uh, Ferraris, um, and the Mercedes. Those guys, those guys have been they proved to be really quick um, at quarter. So Max already had some. We already knew that Max had some work to do to try and um, uh, get those places back. Uh, to be honest, I, I, when the race started a couple of laps in, I honestly thought that Lando was going to take this home. And I didn't think Max was actually going to win this. Um, and even in the, in the last few laps when Lewis was actually chasing Max uh, down, despite Max having brake issues and being on the hards and Lewis was on the mediums, I honestly thought again that Hamilton was actually going to, to win this race. Uh, so seeing Max uh, being feisty on the radio... Uh, <laughs> Telling GP, yo, what's up with my brakes? These brakes are shit. <laughs> These brakes are shit. Don't talk to me when I'm braking. Um, it it yeah. wasn't an easy race for Max. And um, still seeing him drag that car to P1 or to get the checkered flag at hey, the end of the race, that was... Dra- drag uh, that car? You're, you're talking as if it's a bad car. You're talking as if it's an Aston Martin. No, no, Watch no. Hey, 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 hey. When hey. I say drag... Okay, when I when I say drag, I mean comparing the speed uh, or the lap times that he had compared to Lewis behind, because he was losing almost like point point eight or point seven of a second per lap. Yeah, so <laughs> no, no comment, no comment. <laughs> yeah, so so Max, uh, my driver of the day, um, team of the day, I'm going to give it to Williams. Uh, they had both cars in the points. Logan scored his first uh, points um, ever. Um, and Albon, uh, I think it was out of merit, and Logan inherited a couple of places um, to get it to the points. So those were good points for Williams uh, that they carried at the end of the day. Uh, then Melon of the day, uh, just like Mishiri, I'm going to give it to, to Ferrari. 
they I honestly believe they bottled Charles's uh, opportunity of getting into the podium because I don't think Charles was going to get that win because we all know that we all know this consistency that Charles has converting poles to <laughs> to wins but uh yeah Ferrari get my my melon of the day they bottled Charles Charles's chance of getting a podium yeah uh, well uh you know my driver yeah, my driver of the day was actually Max Verstappen. Uh, Wait, Max. My team of the day. Uh, my team of the day. Well, you know, starting from P6 and actually winning the race, that, that was really impressive from him. That was really impressive. Uh, he also took, you know, he also, I don't want to bring this in, but it was a factor for me. He actually dominated the sprint race. And, uh, you know, he had a few adversities before he actually won the Grand Prix. And, uh, you know, seeing people hating him and actually jeering him on the podium. Uh, it's not a sympathy vote, but it's actually one of them whereby I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to support you because guys are not trying to support you. So, yeah, I'll support Max Verstappen. Uh, team of the day, I'm really torn on this one. No team performed exemptionally well. Uh, I can't say there's a team that performed exemptionally well, but, uh, you know, I have to give it to Williams. I believe they had both cars in the points. Logan Sargent was also in the points at his home GP. So that was really nice to see. Uh, and Melon of the day. Uh, this is where it gets interesting because I have two guys. I have the guys at uh, Aston Martin and I have the guys at Alpine. Uh, the guys at Aston Martin because of actually you know, uh, downgrading the car instead of upgrading the car. They've been bringing up updates and the updates are actually making the car slower for some reason. I don't understand why that happened. And uh, at Alpine, because for some reason, they just can't keep Ocon's car out. Ocon has actually had the most DNFs this year. And uh, I, th I think it goes back to management and it goes back to the guys at the garage. They need to do something. They need to change something. And I know some of, some of the things uh actually aren't the garage guys fault but you know you still they still need to work on it it's a team sport at the end of the day uh guys always want to make it out as an individual sport but formula one is a team sport and uh they need to fix those you know miscellaneous those other things or those things that aren't really in the limelight because it starts at the back rooms it starts at the paddocks and uh we see these things projected towards the track or on the track and uh, they need to fix that. And once they fix that, I think they'll start getting points that they deserve because the DNS mm. have actually costed uh, Alpine a lot of points. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. That's my driver team and uh, Melon of the day. So, sorry, uh, I dropped uh, off. Uh, a quick question. For Ocon retiring, it was a, a racing incident. Uh, Gasly, Gasly did have a good race. So I think Ocon mm. would have had a good race. And also for Aston Martin, Nani scored points, and he's. I think I, I don't know where I read somewhere where Stroll uh, was was matching in the in the final stint. He was matching like in a land, but land was on hearts. Mm. So it's to work. Yeah. But when Alonso reverted anyway, back guys, to the uh... the old one, he did come fighting, but uh, I think. I do believe the new upgrades were better. I don't know, maybe uh, Alonso couldn't uh, get into terms with them. 
but we'll see in the, in the we'll see if Alonso keeps the old spec or the new spec come come to Mexico. Yeah. Anyway, um we 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 do have a lot to talk about and uh we we'll just have to reserve uh some of them for our space come Thursday. Uh for guys who wants to get in touch with us uh we we always host spaces every Thursday evening on X, formerly Twitter. So please join us there. We'll discuss much on what happened over the weekend there. Uh we're trying to keep it short and brief so that you guys can listen to the end. Uh it it was really interesting. Uh we have a triple header upon us. We are actually in the second race now. This weekend will be the Mexican GP. So please join us then. Join us on X. Join us there. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, this episode will be, will be uploaded on our YouTube channel. Please like, share, subscribe there too. And uh, before I leave, uh, something else was also happening. Or before we, we sign out, something else also happened this weekend. The Formula One Academy. And uh, we had our first inaugural champion by the name of Marta Garcia. She's from Spain. She drives for Prema. And uh, what a moment for her. Uh, really interesting to see how that season unfolded. And, uh, you know, we're trying to follow up on that. Do, do any of you know a thing or two about Formula Academy that you want to share with our listeners and viewers? Um, I, I, watched yeah. the, I, I watched the formation lap. It took like three minutes. Come on, I, I couldn't watch after that. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking I'm telling the truth I watch <laughs> the haters the haters they, they just need a faster car but I, I don't know much by the way I'll shut up now yeah yeah so yeah so so we have 15 15 drivers right. and uh, five teams uh, yeah I think yeah um, so the, the interesting bit coming 2024 is now Formula Formula One Academy or the F1 Academy will be sharing the same calendar or the same venue uh, with um, the usual F1. So next year they'll have seven races, but on a weekend where we have Formula One and F1 Academy happening, they'll be doing the same thing. They'll be basically racing at the same track, not at the same time, but F1 Academy will be playing a supportive or a supporting um, race, just like Formula Two and Formula uh, Three. And also, I think the Porsche Cup uh, a few years back. So it's interesting as a motorsport fan in general, seeing um, the female counterparts also having that airtime and also that exposure to be exposed to fans. Um, and I think at the end of the day, it will be good for F1 Academy because one, they are making uh, themselves known that, hey, we have an all-female racing series here. And our intention is to uh, be, be in this formula or I can call it open wheel space, where we have Formula 2, Formula 3, and also Formula 1. And we all know the intention at the end of the day is the F1 Academy is supposed to give these female drivers an opportunity um, to get into Formula 3, then advance from Formula 3 to Formula 2, then later they can get into Formula 1. So uh, as much as Mushiri is saying uh, there's no excitement there, um, I think it's, it's, it's a series that we need to keep an eye on um as fans who also want to support um females through the driver um journey so i'm excited uh for formula one academy and uh yeah on to 2024 
Okay, uh, and that concludes our episode for today. Uh, thank you guys for joining me uh, to discuss motorsport again. Uh, catch yep. you guys on Thursday, yeah? Uh, on the space. Uh, I hope you guys join us. Uh, a rather short episode today. We wanted uh, most of you to listen to, to the end. We are not trying to drop uh, two-hour episodes and most of you won't listen to it. We want to drop something that all of you will listen to. And, uh, you know, if you want more conversations, you know, check out our socials. We have a fo- we have a Formula One group on WhatsApp. If you guys are trying to join that too, prompt us on our, on our socials and uh, we'll send you the link. Join us. And uh, until then, we keep it racing, yeah? Yeah. Peace. Without.